it is a natural progression. Um, there's uh, definitely a different sound, I think, coming. Um, people that know us and listen to us will probably pick up on a few changes in the sound, and that's just a natural thing. Nothing we plan to do. It's just how we make our music, you know, or we all gather samples and put it together. So sometimes we don't know how it's going to come out ourselves. But, um, yeah, we took a break for a while, so... Um, I think the last album came out 2010, if I'm correct. Um, so it's been about five or six years. Uh, things have changed a fair bit. Uh, we've lost one member, um, so there's only four of us now. Um, over that time where we had sort of a break doing different things, um, I lived overseas. Some of the guys committed to their families, and so... It was a bit difficult to get together. Um, once I came back from overseas, we sort of got got making music again, and then we realised, you know, some of the material was pretty good, and planned to make this um, new album, which came together really well. We're really pleased with the outcome. Now, Curse of Dialect, of course, have never been uh, a group to shy away from, I guess, social or political commentary in, in a sense, I guess, as any individual artist. It's really just a, a manifestation of your own, you know, your own beliefs and ideas anyway. It's almost impossible to keep it out of out of the art that you do. Um, I guess particularly with uh, the release before this, or one of the releases before this, Crisis Tales, you know, it's a very uh, politically charged album. Um, you know, can we expect a similar thing from Twisted Strangers? And, you know, and has it changed, I guess, from a, a the point of view of uh, being an MC and a lyricist, has, uh, you know, what you're talking about changed or the way in which you deliver it changed? No, not at all. I think it's, um, the lyrics are always pretty consistent. Since we started, there's always been that um, strong consciousness and um, awareness of what's happening. And, and obviously, we've always been a group of individuals who discuss um, the issues of the world and how we're pretty, yeah, not, you know, we've never been happy with the state of the world. I mean, we find happiness within our lives, but the state of the world and the governments and politics involved, we're constantly discussing, you know, as a little group without music, just talking with each other. We're always talking about what's going on and how messed up this is or that is. And, and then, yeah, that obviously manifests in the lyrics we write because these are the things that we're thinking about. So in this album, yeah, um, it's pretty similar, I think, to Crisis Tales lyrically. Um, I know there's one track that I did um, the lyrics to, which was Greed, and that obviously is pointing out that um world is just getting, well, we feel the world is getting greedier and greedier. Um, obviously, the outcome of capitalism and people, are, we feel sometimes people are slowly more and more of the people in the world are buying into capitalism as a system and um, are pretty happy with that system and we're, we're obviously not. So um, there's a song there about that and just all the lyrics touch on, even if the lyrics or some of the lyrics are more abstract and dreamy type poetry where we're just sort of going to a type of utopia and visions that we have, but there's always that 
underlying um, social consciousness and reality. There's always reality in the lyrics, even though I think people that listen to us might think they're out there and talking about subjects that are alien. Not really. I think even the the abstract lyrics have got... uh, if, If you actually read the lyrics, sometimes listening is even more difficult, but reading the lyrics, you'll see, you know consistent messages of of uh anti you could say anti globalization, anti capitalism runs throughout it all of our lyrics, I think every MC as well. Of course. Now I guess a central uh theme for the group being a uh you know, as you describe yourself, a kind of surrealist multicultural rap group and, you know, even um your history of coming to Perth has been around sort of anti-racism and around sort of promoting multiculturalism. Obviously, when you started in 1994, we had uh, One Nation and Pauline Hanson and then later, uh, you know, kind of the rise of, I mean, over here in WA, we had the Australian Nationalist Movement and the rise of the far right that kind of led to the, the Howard government. And again, now we're seeing, you know, this Reclaim Australia, United Patriots Front, all these sort of neo-Nazi uh, organisations and far right organisations, you know, pop up around Australia and of course that's uh, reflected due to the you know the shift to the far right in Europe itself do you think that you know Curse of Dalek is even more important and, and just and groups like that and collaborations that uh, promote anti-racism are more important in this context and I guess personally how how are you feeling at the moment given this sort of apparent rise in uh, sort of racist far right politics in this country yeah it's something we talk about it's it's uh, really disappointing when, um, you know, we see it. Obviously now um, the media also is, everyone's using a lot more media, internet. Um, even I come across a lot of this stuff through Facebook. When I first learned about Reclaim Australia and um, United blah, blah, blah people, they, um, you know, I came across it through Facebook first, um, but I always knew, I always knew without seeing that that there were these movements because we always knew just from growing up and living that there was this part of society that was always uh, sympathetic to um, th- that kind of ideology, and um, it just took some people to, you know, organise something, and then yeah, they will get support because there are those elements unfortunately, in Australia, and there always has been, because, as you know, this country is built on those kind of minorities hanging around. Um, Maybe even it was a majority in the past, but um, these people won't go away, I don't think, but it is important to challenge them um, constantly when when they do feel like they're getting some momentum. Um, You know, music is one way to challenge, and obviously... um, there's a lot of activism that goes on around me in Melbourne that that uh, makes me proud that you know there's a much stronger force that is opposing those those uh, little movements, but they are dangerous movements. So um, you know, yeah, it is something that that worries us, and I think it is important that a lot of the music that that's coming out now, the people that have always done. Um, music that opposes such uh, bigotry should come out and speak up. Um, it shouldn't be something that's forgotten about when doing music. Um, I've always thought that if, if people don't challenge this stuff 
with their music, then I don't see the point of there being um, music just for, you know, just for listening or entertainment. Like, I think music, uh, politics is a big part of music, always has been, especially with hip-hop. So, yeah, we're definitely not going to shy away from um, talking about those things in our music. I just think that's that's our group, actually. Like, that's what it was born um, back in the 90s. It was always a, a strong anti-racist um, theme from even the earliest recordings, and, and it just that's what the band is. I mean, if it wasn't, we just wouldn't really exist. We, we wouldn't be doing any other type of uh, musical message. It's like that's what we are. So, yeah, whatever movements come up, you know, these uh, right-wing movements, we're always going to be um, challenging a few music. And then, of course, there are members in my band that are doing, you know, the activism um, right there up front, you know, um, face-to-face with these kind of people. So, um, yeah, definitely it's a fight that we are passionate about. And I, I guess just uh, on that, you know, just the very nature of the group being a multicultural group, but also your collaborations, you know, in this album, you're collaborating with uh, Hemlock Ernst. There's the collaboration of a regular contributor, Cursive Dalek uh, Kaijin from Japan, and also uh, Stormtrap, who's a fantastic Palestinian uh, rapper, um, formerly from Ramallah Underground, now does his own solo stuff. Can you tell us a bit about these collaborations and, you know, how they're important to the project and to Cursive Dialect? Yeah, well, um, Kagan, the guy from uh, Tokyo, Japan, he's um, been collaborating with us for a few years now. Um, he's always kind of, sh- you know, he's always shown up on on our recordings. Um, he's kind of officially part of Cursed Dialect, you could say, but obviously living in um, Tokyo. I mean, I reckon if he was living here, he would be like that uh, official other member of the group, but he's kind of our representative in Asia, you could say, like he's um, he's in a in a sense musically connected to us because he's he's uh, very into progressive hip hop. His lyricism is, you know, um, quite out there, um, and you know we just love him. His style it started off from his style that we liked, and then um, he does share uh, similar vision as well of the world and politics but definitely his style suits us um and so he's one man who's kind of part of us ramallah underground Stormtrap, he's someone uh I, I believe uh raceless in the group um contacted him through uh through the net and just heard his stuff and then he came here you know to melbourne so we got to know him and just clicked and um he's very uh real intellectual smart conscious person he's um his music uh represents that as well so he fits he fits into where we're at as well so that's a natural fit so but we didn't do much recordings with him so we kind of felt we had to have him on had to have him on this album somewhere so we contacted him to do it then we've got a couple of other MCs uh longtime friend like just one of our friends, uh, local friends that we've always hanged out with. Um, he used to be called ADP. He's always been a local MC, and um, he is on one track as well. And we've got another friend that's on two tracks, uh, goes by the MC name of Skinwalker. 
Um, and those two guys are just um, good friends. So we've got Agrius Rimus and Skinwalker. They're just local MCs who who are actually our friends outside of music, and we just um, did a couple of songs, and it worked out, so ended up getting on the album as well. But, um, yeah, about the multicultural theme, um, you know, yeah, um, I don't think we use that term much anymore to to explain what we're about. It's something more um, people that write about us use the term because it sort of stands out. But really, we're just um, an Australian group and all Australians have different backgrounds. So um, I guess that makes us multicultural. I don't know. But because Australia is multicultural, I guess we don't really have to point out that we are multicultural because <laughs> um, we're just an Aussie group with, you know, and obviously we have different cultural backgrounds stemming out of that. But, but uh, yeah, um, collaborating with overseas artists, I think you could call that multicultural because then you've got, you know, cultures from other countries who, who are distinctly different um, and to be able to make that connection. And I think that connection is made through where how we see the world. I mean, we're always um, collaborating with uh, musicians or rappers who sort of share that same um, uh, same view in politics and the global view. And usually that's where the connection is sometimes more than the music connection because they might make very different music. But usually it's how they think of the world that sort of gets us talking and collaborating.